In each episode of the Rebel Educator podcast, you'll hear discussions with world-class educators, students, and thought leaders in education as I extract the tactics, tools, and routines that you can use as teachers and parents. I'm Tanya Sheckley, founder of Up Academy and host of Rebel Educator. I invite you to join me for these conversations as I discover how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to resist tradition, reignite wonder, and reimagine the future of education. Subscribe to Rebel Educator wherever you get your podcasts. Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and its programs are those of participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to Edutech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools. We want to give a big shout out to CDWG for their sponsorship through some of the equipment that we use here on the show. Good afternoon. I'm Dave. Hey, and I'm Jeff. There you go. We've been doing this. This is this is our 45th weekly episode uh, podcast that we've done. I believe we are on a first name basis with those folks who are out there listening. So I think we, we are too. We appreciate you guys very much for tuning in and hanging out with us. Um, we know some of you have uh, endured. Uh, the the two of us and the <laughs> three of us and, and the three of us when it when when Greg uh, is able to join us um, for the almost a year and, and some of you have been here through all of that um, I would imagine it'd be a lot like uh, well sometimes you know enduring the dentist for a year in the chair with him just digging around <laughs> I don't know. anyway I like how you said digging around that just makes it even worse <laughs> yes you know. Hey, but seriously, I'm Jeff Madlock. That's David Henderson sitting across the room from me. I couldn't be near each other. I'm way over here. <laughs> um, uh, we want to give a big shout out to some of our sponsors. First of all, uh, the Southwest, Southwest Arkansas Educational Cooperative and Hope Public Schools for letting us uh, put this bad boy on for you for 45. Did you already say this? I did. I said all that. You said CDWG too? Yeah. How did I miss that? I don't know how you missed it. I've slipped into a time vortex. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yes. yes. Either way, hey, listen the to anesthesia. Us. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to us right now, then you don't need the link to listen to us. But please check us out on the web, www.edutechguys.com. You can catch us on Twitter at twitter.com slash edutechguys. You can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com slash edutechguys. You can catch us on Instagram at instagram.com slash yes, edutechguys and plus.google.com or yes. just google.com slash Plus sign, the plus sign, if you know about Google Plus, uh, the actual plus sign, uh, EduTech Guys. Yeah. And that's a new one to me, anyway. That it's was, a new one to me, too. Well, there you go. We, we just discovered that we were there. <laughs> I kind of remember building it, you know. Yeah, yeah. David and I were looking through some old files today, getting some stuff together, and we realized we built thousands of files. We just don't know where we put them on. We don't put them. Yeah. We find them on occasion and go, hey, look, more files. Organization and not, not our strong suit. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's going to be a good show today. Uh, we don't have a guest today. We had a guest, had a little rescheduling problem, and that's okay. It happens. It happens. People are busy. Uh, next week, we have uh, stuff coming on. We'll talk about those uh, in yeah. between there, right before maybe some music. Okay, cool. Uh, going to talk about Nick C., who's, a, who's a, is, yes. is David's relative and who we've had on the show numerous times. But his new album's coming out in nine days, and so we're going to give him a big plug here, play one of his songs off of that new album and one of our favorites from his other albums. Yeah, that is Nick C, N-I-K-S-E-A, dot com. Dot com. Hey, it's summertime. It, summer, at least it is in Arkansas, summer, summer and it's about time. to be everywhere else. If the schools aren't out yet, they're just about to be out. Really, really close. It's funny. Um, the Well, it's not funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, Arkansas schools finished up last week. Uh, and uh, I actually grew up in and around Pittsburgh, back east. Yes, I'm a quote-unquote transplanted Yankee. That's not what my father-in-law chooses to use, but I like to say transplanted Yankee. Anyway, um, but the uh, the school where I would have graduated from had I stayed there, uh, they're actually, their commencement either was last night or it is tonight, which I thought was oh, that's cool. interesting. I didn't realize things were going on this late. So, yeah. So some schools are out, some schools are getting out, 
I guess there are some schools who actually do the whole year-round thing, and, well, sorry. Yeah, oh, (laughs) year-round. So, you know, one of the cool things about summertime for tech guys is that that's the time they get most of their work in. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of times, a lot of the big projects are saved for the summer because uh, most of the bodies that um, are, are, are there aren't there. Aren't they? That's <laughs> well, right. I was I was going to say something, and I didn't. I, it was going to come out way uglier than, than I it was it supposed to. Yeah. So. You meant the teachers were gone? No, I'm no, no, not to, not not just the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> All the bodies. <laughs> you know what's cool is uh, that's true. And if you're out there listening right now, um, give us a holler at hashtag etg chat. Um, yeah. Tell us what you're doing for the summer. What big projects you have going on? I can tell you that a lot of big projects have to do with one-to-one. You know, I don't like one-to-one anymore. I've, I've actually decided, I, I probably said this last time, I just, I don't think that's, one-to-one's a weird deal. Every kid's already one-to-one. Kid, Most kids coming to school have some form of smartphone. So, you know, yeah. it's it, like saying, probably. if a school provides a Chromebook and a kid's carrying a full-blown Nexus 7 in their pocket, they actually have a more powerful device in their pocket right. than a Chromebook. Well, by the same token, though, I, to me... I agree with you in terms of the term one-to-one. I don't like the term one-to-one. Um, to me, one-to-one, a one-to-one initiative is should not necessarily be the school handing out equipment one-to-one for everybody. Instead, a one-to-one initiative says, oh, you've already got that Nexus 7 in your pocket. Oh, you've already got that uh, you know, iPad or iPad Pro that you got for Christmas or whatever. You know, you've got that device. You don't need one. You have your one. But we, but we do need to buy a one device for a student over here who doesn't have access to the equipment, to right. the technology. And so they end up with a Chromebook or an iPad or whatever it is the, the, the school district is, is rolling out. Um, but rather than taking a big chunk of money and saying, everybody gets device X, no, let the students who already have a device use their device and use less money to target those students. And I know that gets into a whole conversation about equality. You know, well, is it fair that, you know, student A, the school is providing a $200 Chromebook and student B, they're not because that student happens to come from a, a family who was able to get them a device? Yeah. Uh, you know, here's yeah, my thing. Yeah. It's equal because they will both end up with the access that they need to work on the projects that they need to work on, to do the research that they need to do, to write the papers they need to write. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just no, naive no, I agree or with you. pie think, in the sky or I don't know. I but. agree. I think you're exactly right. What? But, you know, that's a – but I, what I was going to get at is I think a lot of schools are getting uh, moving to Chromebooks this summer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's – and a lot of schools are moving to iPads. It's kind of a give and give. But, you know, I think the integration of technology into the classroom – I think that's a term, or you know, in air quotes, there integration of technology. <laughs> I think that's that needs to be redefined and thrown out. Yeah, because kids are using things like Google Docs or Office three sixty five. You know, they're doing their papers, they're doing their presentations, they're doing their research online, and then they find the apps that are best for them to get the job done. Right. And so, I think that that's a big deal. Is that that <laughs> yeah. subway. Um, <laughs> my my lunch is making me a little gassy. You don't have to. Say I want to say it. They know who we are. That's what makes us special. Oh, we're special, all right. <laughs> no, but oh my gosh, I, I think I think what's interesting uh, is is that you're killing me, small. The integration, the integration piece is you know forget trying to push one app in a classroom or push one app, you know, in in a curriculum. Just provide the technology, allow the teachers to use that technology, and the students use that technology as needed. Yes, but yeah, I think that's what we're seeing a lot of more Chromebooks. I mean, Chromebooks are cheap. I mean, they're right, yeah. and, I, and I mean cheap. They're, they just cost the, the cost of them is just nothing. I mean, well, and some and schools frankly, are paying more for those old EEE machines years ago right, than yes. we're paying for Chromebooks. I mean, true, 180 wow. bucks will get you a beautiful Chromebook, you know, yeah. with a 14 inch screen and yeah. a camera and a keyboard and a USB port and Chrome. Yeah, which you know, boom. I mean, there's a lot of apps in the Chrome store, mm-hmm. and you know, most of the kids are finding that hey, this is all I need. I'm you know, I can stream my music, I can get my pictures and 
you know, with unlimited storage already on board. Well, and then the uh, the answer to uh, the the Chromebook itself, at least from from my perspective, and and, and we've talked about this before a little bit. Um, but uh, like my daughter played around with a Chromebook, and I, and I say played around, and I use that term very loosely. But she used a Chromebook. Um, in fact, played around is really the wrong term because she used it pretty extensively, and and discovered there were some things that she liked to do that she just couldn't do on the Chromebook, uh, and and so she took a pass and said, "Nah, I don't really want this." Well, instead, I ended up getting her. Uh, now I can't remember the the model, but it's an HP. It's, it's a Chromebook, but instead of running Chrome OS, it runs a very bare-bones version of Windows. Mm -hmm. And so she's running Windows 10 on this laptop. Now, I will tell you, it is way under uh, storage capacity mm -hmm. for what she needs. Um, you know, it, it comes with 32 gigs, the one, the one that I got. I got the cheapy one. Um, I think it was... 149 199 I can't remember now yeah um, it had 32 gigs of onboard storage which sounds okay except Windows has to be installed in that 32 gigs so it's not like Windows plus 32 gigs no 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 it's 32 32 gigs and oh by the way let's dump Windows 10 on top of that <laughs> and so I mean she had like I think when it was all said and done I think I managed to get her storage up to about five or six gigs nice. after when yeah oh it was oh it was so bad i mean now at that point we're also talking i had installed the offline uh, office 365 oh, and, well. you know, so you know there was some we, we were using up some real estate but one of the things that we took advantage of was uh cheap uh micro sd prices yeah so i got her a 64 gig micro sd stick it in the side of the unit go into Windows, redirect her storage out to that SSD, and she's been flying with it ever since. She does videos. She does, you know, uh, she writes her stories and whatever other creative stuff she's doing. Yeah, granted, she spends most of the time, you know, watching YouTube videos and learning how to do everything from, you know, make some kind of bracelet to how to cook this to how to make that to all the stuff that she's learning and doing and watching. But um, for her, it was, it was a better option than the Chromebook. So I could actually see schools that are toying with the Chromebook idea, but are more inclined to Windows, possibly leaning into, you know, looking at some of these kind of, I don't know what they're called. I don't know what you call a Windows Chromebook. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you call that. That's it. I don't know either. I don't know. What, 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 but you know, what, I think that that's, I think that's where the point we are with one-to-one -one, is that we need to allow the kids to help make the decision mm -hmm. of what they want. You know, yes, at, yes. At, at that level, you know, by the time they hit high school, junior high, yeah, they kind of know what they would like to use or what they use at home or things right. like that. Right. And you know, if a school can start to subsidize purchasing for them, mm -hmm. there's the beautiful part. Sure. I mean, it's it's really interesting how much money we spend on tech that, you know, we keep we keep refurbing and we keep renewing tech and spending all this money. It might be better off that you know if you help a student and a student's parents subsidize their purchase of a machine right. in the seventh or eighth grade, that child might use that machine all the way through school. Sure. It's theirs. Right. They're going to take right. care of it. I mean, exactly. this is the one I pay, I pay, I help pay for it. I put my stickers on it to right. make it mine. Right. Then they might actually take care of it a little longer. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's, to me, I think we'll see a lot of builds on that. I think we'll see a lot of schools going to Google. Um, speaking of Google, I know Google had some IO launches. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it was last week, the week before. Um, Google had their I.O. summit or whatever, they, their I.O. conference, where they were releasing all kinds of different things. And we even talked a little bit about some of the stuff that was going on. Well, um, one of the things that uh, this was actually, this actually showed up, uh, I guess, sometime last week. Um, and uh, I just, I, I just found it today, you know, I'm, I'm a slow reader, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, no. But some of the some of the cool stuff uh, that that came out focuses on science specifically, um, and so they've really done some really cool things with Google Apps for Education in terms of um, rolling out science tying ga gaff into science. For example, um, as part of its uh, Making and Science initiative, Google Apps. 
for education released Science Journal, and that's a free app that uses sensors in um, like uh, Android phones or Arduino microcontrollers, that kind of stuff. Um, so they have things like um, accelerometers and speed monitors and you can measure decibel levels. I mean, all kinds of, so wow. it's, it's, you know, sight, sound, everything, but taste, I guess, which actually that's <laughs> probably not far away. Um, but, but, but students can take those components and then tie that into Google apps for education in terms of being able to report and monitor and chart. And I mean, it, it looks very cool. looks very cool. That's pretty cool. That's a great link out there for it. Um, uh, Dave will share it out here in just a bit on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Um, what I, what I, what I didn't say a while ago and what I meant to say, it wasn't like I was hiding it or anything, but uh, I, I came across an article from uh, Ed Surge, and I'll, I'll post that out here uh, on uh, Twitter, and you guys can uh, take a look at that. Um, but it talks, it, it, it actually does a very nice job of, of covering the different science pieces that Google uh, has uh, incorporated and, and beefed up GAF with. So um, very cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Uh, what's really interesting about all that is that uh, everything is coming out now, especially for STEM and STEAM. You know, this is a big deal. STEM is, is a really big one. In fact, uh, next week we have on the show um, the uh, executive director from Rokenbach Education, which their new uh, robotics uh, piece is pretty amazing. We've got a Kickstarter out there right now. We'll share the Kickstarter out in just a bit. Um, you can catch it at uh, hashtag ETG chat. If you're listening right now and you're doing something special for the summer, tell us what your build is for your district or for whatever uh, educational entity that you work for. Uh, just hit the hashtag ETGChat, hashtag ETGChat, and let us know. Give us an idea. Tell us what you're thinking about doing this summer and what you're building up for your school. Uh, it will be awesome. And, uh, yeah. and it would also help if I tweet that out from EduTech guys and not my own. <laughs> David and his social media. Yeah, but great. Uh, next week we have, uh, I hope I say his name right, is Paul Eichen. He's the executive director of Rokenbach. Um, and Rokenbach is Education, it's a 501c3 public benefit corporation. And they're, they're out to make STEM education more fun and meaningful for students. Uh, he'll be on the show next week. We have a great interview with him. That's going to be um, cool. If you do robotics or you know someone that does robotics, let them get in touch with us. We love to feature robotics on the show. That's a big deal. I think what's really neat, even with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Rokenbach, is that more and more robotics companies for education, it's not just about programming, say, an Arduino um, controller and building these robots they're also incorporating 3d printing so you can actually you know learn how to print 3d pieces right. for your robot and build out from there that's pretty pretty cool it's very cool you know it's very really cool. funny i was talking to someone just the other day about building a makerspace at their school and they were like you know what do we need in a makerspace and i was like you need popsicle sticks and you need glue and you what no we want the technology i said yeah you don't really get it do you i said it's all the same thing I said, makerspace is a makerspace. Right. I said, yeah, you can get your 3D printers and you can get your, your Raspberry Pis and any of that kind of good stuff. And you can have you know, your power hanging from the ceiling, but you also need compressed air and you need you know, glue right. and paste. Yes. Right. And anything you can build with and Legos and the whole bit because that's that's a big thing about a makerspace is, is that the other part is is that I need a you know maybe a computer that I can use a Google SketchUp on because there's the big deal is to help those kids take their ideas, sketch them up, and then make them a reality. Yes, exactly. And, and you know, it's so funny that you were talking about that, uh, you know, like you said, you know, Popsicle Six and all that, because um, if you will, uh, if you'll go to uh, Ginger Lumen, G-I-N-G-E-R-L-E-W-M-A-N on Facebook or at Ginger Lumen uh, on Twitter, or you look up Kevin Honeycutt, um, and he is at Kevin Honeycutt on Twitter. Uh, they just posted a video uh, where they were doing some stuff with a Steam Maker Junior camp, and the video shows a cardboard box with what looks like a dowel and some rubber bands and some construction paper, and essentially. They made a box that when you twist the dowel, it makes the fish and the, I don't know if that's a sun or a flower. I think it's supposed to be the sun. Uh, but it makes them move back and forth in a makerspace, right? So you have this makerspace. And like you said, everybody thinks, you know, oh, you got to have tech. You got to do this. But uh, 
really, this is, you know, cardboard box kind of stuff. And it's maker. It's, yeah. You're making, you know, you're making something out of something else. Yeah. Very cool. I'm going to see if I can, uh, I'll see if I can well, yeah, Ginger, share if, that. If you're, if you're not following Ginger or Kevin Honeycutt, Ginger Lumen or Kevin Honeycutt on Facebook or on Twitter, you need to follow it because uh, yesterday Ginger had a group of, of teachers that were building rockets uh, using water pressure. And, um, you know, there's that whole process. The whole process of the project-based learning is what makes coders. It's what makes writers. It's what makes mathematicians. It's what makes scientists. So that's a big deal when you go to these PBL workshops in these STEAM and STEM makerspace areas. It's all about the. It's all about the process. It's all about thinking outside yes. of the box, yes. or with a cardboard under the sea thing, thinking inside the box because <laughs> right. yes. inside the cardboard box. Yes. Exactly. So, <laughs> Definitely worth looking at. So, you know, that's a really great one you should check out. Uh, but, yeah, once again for them, if you'll check out hashtag ETGChat, you can find the links there for at Ginger Lumen or at Kevin Honeycutt. Um, if you're not already following those folks, uh, definitely need to follow there because they're, they're, a, they're a hoot. Um, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick little break. Um, we were talking about one of our favorite musicians on the show, and that is uh, Nick C. Yeah. Nick is a new album coming out in nine days. Yeah, so uh, we're going to take about four or five minutes here. Yeah. I want to play you the, one of his tracks. This is uh, this is a pre-release of a track coming out on his new album. Um, it's the song called Completely Yours. Uh, visit his website, www.nicksea.com, and check it out for yourself. And we'll be right back right after this tune.
Hey, you're listening to EduTech Guys Radio. Coming to you live from the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op in Hope, Arkansas. That was Nick C. Check him out at Nick C. Music, N-I-K-S-E-A underscore music, or its website, www.nikse.com. Hey, also, check it out. Level up in Texarkana on June 7th for two sessions. The EduTech mm. Guys will be there. Uh, two one-hour sessions. That's in Texarkana, Arkansas. Coming up on the 7th. The next week, uh, we'll be here at the Southwest Arkansas Educational Cooperative on June the 14th doing a large podcast workshop that will last several hours. If you'd like to check it out, you can go to the SWAEC.org, check out the ESC works, and see if you have a little room left in that old workshop. Yeah, yeah. Also, HISTI, that very next day, will be at the Hot Springs Technology Institute in Hot Springs, Arkansas. That's June the 15th through the 16th. We'll be broadcasting live from the from the uh, the conference that we'll be doing it, I guess, eight hours a day. Yeah, um, and and we've got, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, we've also got a session, uh, and I'll have, we'll have to check the schedule, but I believe it is um, the 15th from 11 to 12. Cool. We have a session on podcasting. Yeah. Just in, introductory. Other stuff coming up throughout the year. Um, uh, we'll be back at ASCA. AESA uh, in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. And then we'll, after the first year, I think we'll be in Fetsy yes. in Orlando, Florida, which yeah. is a, a big, big workshop. Big un. It's a big one. But um, if you'd like us to come to your place, just give us a holler. Visit www.edutechguys.com. Drop down to the bottom of the page, fill out the contact form, and let us know where you're at and what kind of workshop you'd like, and we'll come a running. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll drive, actually, because I only run when I'm being chased by something I don't think I can eat. So, um, I don't run. Chased by wolves. That would be the wolves. only time I ran. That's right. I'm yeah. running. Unless they're giving away free food somewhere, then I'll run to that. But it can't be long, any farther than 10 yards. 10 yards is all I got. I'm like an alligator. I'm fast for 10 yards. But after that, I'm just, I fall down. Well, the one thing that I've learned, at least here, is now I know I just have to run 11 yards. 11 yards. If you run, you're going to outrun me at 11 yards. Hey, now we're talking about uh, what's, what's going down with PBL, what's going down with summers this summer at your place. Uh, if you're listening to us right now, have a question, would like to send something out, hit us at hashtag ETG chat and we'll bring it up on the show. We're talking about Chromebooks and we're talking about build outs this summer. You know, it's really interesting what's happening in the classroom is I think about all the time and money we used to spend wiring classrooms. Oh, yeah, you know? man. Yeah. And, I mean, this the time was the big one to, to wire a classroom mm-hmm. and, and the money. I mean, thousands and thousands of feet of Cat 5 and Cat 6, fiber, blah, blah, blah. And now we really are pretty much 95% wireless. Well, I think a lot of that is just – I don't even think. I mean, I know. It, it has to do with the, the changing technology. I mean – you know, I, I think back to some of the early days um, when I first started putting wireless in the place where I was working at the time. And, in fact, I, I always say this was the biggest mistake I ever made when I was there. I Instead of replacing the traditional desktops with hardwired connections, I bought uh, some higher-end uh, notebooks, laptops, and decided we were just going to go Wi-Fi in the computer lab. Well, it was it's a training facility. So I get all of the laptops all set up, right? I take all the other computers out. They were old. Let's get rid of them. Put in all new laptops. It's it's cool. It's sleek looking. You know, you don't have these big monitors in the way. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then we had our first workshop with 30 people in it. <laughs> and they were ready to hang me. <laughs> it did not go well What's at all. What's up with the speed, dude? You know, but, I mean, that was, you're talking, oh, dog, I don't even know how long ago that was now. 99, maybe? Oh, wow. So, you know, I mean. We weren't. Uh, we certainly weren't doing any kind of enterprise level stuff. I mean, we were doing the you know kind of off the shelf, out of the big box store type uh, connectivity there, and it was just it, it was awful. But but it was a lesson learned. And like I said, I mean, you know, it was the biggest, as far as I'm concerned, the biggest mistake that I had made there. Just trying to jump that far ahead of the curve without necessarily having the resources to really implement what I was trying to do. Sure, sure. But, uh, you know, hey, we gave it a shot and tried it. And 
I, now, I left shortly after that. I'm, I don't know if that was a coincidence or not. No. <laughs> and now it's all about channels and waves and yeah, strengths. Man. Oh, and, and it's so. Because now it's, well, now we have so many devices mm-hmm. right next to each other and, and all that good stuff. But it's funny how far Wi Fi has come. But I was just thinking, you know, most schools now are at the point where. You know what would have cost an arm and a leg is now down to mm-hmm. you know one switch with uh, access points powered over Ethernet. Oh yeah. So you know. Yeah. It's like no big deal. So hey, I'm going to cut out these other five I had in this room and just run right. one into and the, run the one and be done. And, yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. And I, I figure there's probably and, and most schools have caught up with that now. But you know, it's it's a constant change going from say N to AC. That's mm-hmm. that's a big push out right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's also interesting that. Uh, What's changing in the, the, the handheld devices in the way that they use Wi-Fi? Because, you know, now iPads, you know, you can get a whole bunch of iPads crammed into one access point. Sure. When it comes right down to it. You know, that's – now some people say, well, but you got the blah, blah. Well, that's for the engineers to work out. You know, <laughs> the people that are trying to get them to work, a teacher could care less about that. Right. And I no. think that's the other funny part about tech guys and teachers and ed tech guys. And, you know, teachers don't care. Just, no. Just, I need these 30 iPads right. to work. Right. Period. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to know about the this band of this with the radio. Well, and you know, and here's the funny thing about that. Frankly, that's where technology should be. Anyhow, right? You pick up. Well, if you still own one, you pick up your phone. Right. You pick up the receiver. You don't care how it works. You know. You know. You can pick it up, dial it. You put your key in the ignition of your car. Do you care how all the combustion yeah. internal workings of the, the engine? On in your I, house, you, you know, just want it to be cold. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I don't necessarily care how that works. You know. And and that's and really ultimately at the end user level, that's the way it all ought to be. Uh, you know. It ought to be pretty well transparent, and it just works. You know. Unfortunately, that's. Not always the way it happens. So, you know, you have folks like us, the tech guys, running around trying to look under the hood and make sure that uh, the engine does Does turn over when it's supposed to. Yeah. You know, it's funny, um, taking a whole new direction here, uh, talking about the podcast workshops, we have some podcast workshops coming up at several places. We said Level Up in Texarkana, the Hot Springs Technology Institute here at Southwest Arkansas Educational Cooperative in June. You know, it's really funny how podcasts have suddenly come back into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed yeah. that? Yeah. And it's funny. I, I want to. I, I like to think that it's because of us. But <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That is funny. I know it is funny, isn't it? <laughs> but you know, it's. Uh, I think it's because of the ease and the way technology has increased there. I mean, you can now get a USB, you know, condenser microphone for next to nothing that gives you wonderful sound. I mean, like right here, we're using a blue microphone Yeti uh, between the two of us on a setting that gives us a, a filament on each side of the microphone. So we're right. literally just sharing one microphone at this point, Yeah, which it's really not. It's actually got three mics inside it, but you know, we're using one microphone USB to get the, the word out. I think that's part of the reason podcasts may have caught back on because it's so easy to create them at this point. Oh shit. Well, and, and you don't even have to, you don't even have to spend the, the, Hundred to hundred and thirty dollars that the blue, you know, Yeti cost. You can, uh, heck, you can, you know, buy a, a headset with a boom microphone and, and yeah. even podcast that way. Uh, you know, is it going to sound as good? Eh, okay, may not necessarily, but it doesn't mean you can't start. You know, and, and I think that's a big part of it. I I, I did a, a podcasting workshop. Yoy, oh, it's it's weird to think how fast time flies because I mean, now that I stop and think about it, this was probably eight years ago. Uh, a district, one of our member districts, uh, asked me to come down and do a workshop on podcasting for all their teachers. And I said, okay, well, we're going to need some equipment. And in those days, you know, it was, you know, you had to have your own, you had to have some kind of an MP3 player or we were all going to be sitting at computers or whatever. And they were like, oh, no, 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 let's all do it. Let's do it with, with recordable MP3 players and blah, blah, blah. And this was, um, I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm talking maybe eight years ago or so. So, um, they they might have had uh, iPod what what we would call now iPod classics maybe yeah. I, I mean you know I, I don't believe touch was a thing it may have been I don't know <laughs> if it was it was in its infancy and no you know schools certainly weren't investing in lots of money in fact I think uh, the district that I was working with I spent I think they bought the like little cheapy twenty nine ninety nine dollar uh, you know uh, twenty nine dollar ninety nine cent 
uh, just you know generic MP3 players. Yeah, yeah. And and then, and so where I'm going with all this is it was a pain in the butt. I mean, it was very convoluted. You had to record it into the device, and then take the device and hook it to the computer in order to get the audio off, in order to pull it into Audacity, in order to edit, in order to turn around, and then in order to uh, the the district had set up. Uh, several network shares in order to store the files. Well, then you had to explain to everybody how folders worked and how file systems worked. And then, of course, there was the, how do I take this and make it available on the web? And all that. I mean, it was so complex and so convoluted. And now, I mean, heck, you know, we use Mixler right now. And, you know, you literally, as long as you have a way to record, and at this point, you know, every... I won't say every, but nearly every laptop uh, has a built-in microphone. Uh, you know, you tell it start. Oh, wait, I'm on the air. Oh, okay, uh, we're going. All right. I mean, that's really yeah. how that works. It's that easy. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that podcasting, and for that matter, there are several great podcasting apps out there for iOS and Android, and you can literally podcast directly from mm-hmm. your phone. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, phone Absolutely. microphones are really good, actually. Yeah, you know, they're they're not bad at all. So. Um, but I think that's really interesting, and and now it's it's it is podcasting as much as it is live. Like we're live right now, but we'll drop this up to be a, a podcast, which that's all podcast is is a radio show. Sure, and it, that's what it is. It's just for listening is at your own leisure. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's interesting where it's come from. You don't have to edit it anymore. You don't have to throw it into Audacity and convert it to this and blah blah blah. Um, there's a lot of great hosts out there. Um, yeah. I noticed that SoundCloud has actually made it even easier. I mean, you can actually run a podcast, maybe not a live show, but you can run a podcast, mm-hmm. save your audio to SoundCloud, and then just embed those SoundCloud uh, tracks into your website. Yeah. So yeah. now you're not going to put those on iTunes, but um, if you're just trying to drive uh, you know, traffic to your website to listen to your podcast, that's a great way to go. Well, and, and by the same token, if you're trying to drive – traffic to your classroom site mm-hmm. and you've got students who are creating those podcasts or if you as a teacher are creating the podcast to reach out to other teachers, community members, parents, students, then you can store those up mm-hmm. in a place like SoundCloud or you know some other uh, venue, uh, some other platform that okay yeah maybe it doesn't have all of the iTunes podcasting stuff but that's not necessarily what your goal is anyway you may you know what that would allow you to do is store that file online and then you get the link to it and then you turn around and you share that link out with whoever your audience is uh, and so it, I mean it makes it real easy I mean heck you can even you can even podcast it, it takes a little finagling but you can podcast from storage that you have if you are a Google Apps for Education district yeah. in your Google Drive. Yep. Store the files in Google Drive and there are lots of help videos and help sites that will walk you through the step by step if you know t- to get all of the other behind the scenes stuff going. But from a from a basic standpoint, you don't even need all that stuff. You can throw it up there and share it out just like you share any other file in your Google Drive and boom. You've got your audio file that you're sharing with yeah. whoever your audience is. And it's I mean, great. It's awesome. It, it, audio file or video file. And, well, we're all right. And if you want to, the cool part is, is that inside Google Classroom, you can share it inside Google Classroom if you're just doing this for the students. Yeah. Uh, whether it's video, audio, or both. Um, the, yeah, but David's right. There's tons of things out there about embedding it in there. So you can put a nice embeddable player right there into your website mm-hmm. with you know your latest podcast. Um, which really gets you to the point of, you know, pretty much you probably have in your classroom right now exactly what you need to uh, to start your own podcast. Well, yeah, because most likely it's either, you know, sitting on your desk or in your purse or whatever you happen to carry your phone in because literally there you go. Yep. And <laughs> you, you got a phone? Oh, hey, you can podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have a phone? I will bet at least one of your students mm-hmm. has a phone fired up. And I mean, really, you Podcast record it City. and go it. Yeah. The cool part is that if you really wanted to get into the hardcore stuff, and you're you're teaching, say, a, a coding class or a math class or something like that, and you have a kid that wants to do a little more, then uh, look at RSS XML, mm-hmm. because then maybe they want to build that feed uh, yeah. for your classroom, 
and maybe they're the ones that are going to build, build the next great feed that Google Drive needs to create RSS yeah, feeds exactly. for Google Drive so yeah. that they can be picked up by iTunes. So yeah, exactly. that's one of those in-depth things. So if you're looking for some great workshops, you know, give us a holler. We can talk ad nauseum and show you lots <laughs> of examples. As many of you are well aware. <laughs> <laughs> show you lots of examples of this good stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's one of the things that – uh, one of the many things that, that we cover when we come out to your place and do a workshop. Um, you know, and, and we can do what's really cool about what we do, at least, uh, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, but still, what's really cool about the way we approach this is, um, you know, we can give you a one hour kind of a high level overview. Hey, here's podcasting. And, and we and we don't really say it that way. I mean, we basically do a live show geared for your teachers, administrators, your parents, whoever you want us to talk to. Uh, we do it right there, and, and it's interactive, and we get them up, and there's trivia and prizes and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, but that can also be expanded into three-hour or six-hour or longer uh, workshops where we can really start to get in-depth and get into some of the meat, some of the behind-the-scenes. How do you tie all this stuff into a Google Classroom that you're already using? Or we just now started uh, Google Apps for Education in our district and we're interested in doing the podcast thing, but we don't know anything. We can help guide you the entire process. I mean, the real fun part about this is, is that the learning aspect that goes into it is just not about creating a radio show. It's also learning the social media aspects. Mm -hmm. It's also learning writing the show notes, uh, creating your interaction and your emails with your guests, creating yeah. you know the the shows that you're going to be putting on the air. The writing the the writing piece of putting on this show is 60% of what we do for the week. It's writing. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. It's yeah. planning and writing. And uh, um, using Google Apps mm -hmm. and using a Google Drive to keep ourselves organized is something that every teacher would love in a classroom. Oh, yeah. And yeah. integrating it into Google Google Classroom is is beautiful. It's just really, really exciting. And, and that's some of the fun part for some of the kids. Some kids love that aspect of it is that – you know, I'm putting this shared document out there, this shared picture. I'm building a graphic for the next show. I'm right. building, you know, I'm building this sound you know, clip for the next show. I'm building a commercial for the next show. Um, lots of fun, especially if, you know, it's English class. You're doing the Globe Theater for one month. Um, you're probably looking at hours and hours and hours of really great content for podcasts and video podcasts. Oh, yeah. Dealing with Shakespeare and, and you know, just the Globe Theater and Shakespeare. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Fun, fun times. Hey, tell you what, we're going to take another quick break here. Uh, Want to give a shout-out to Nick C. Uh, just got a nice pop-in from him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Telling us thanks for the shout-out. Nick, you're welcome. And uh, we're going to play one more song from Nick. Don't forget, uh, July, June 10th. June 10th. His album will be out. Check www.nixie.com. Uh, this is another great tune from our buddy Nixie called Just Love Me. We'll be right back. When your eyes gaze upon me And your silhouette is near I'll ask you is to love me down, down, down With your mercy all around And when your poetry is clear
my boy can sing. That's right. Thanks to Nick C. <laughs> that's a great tune. That's, I'm sorry. That's, that's my cousin. He's not my boy, but that's my cousin. <laughs> hey, that's Nick C. with uh, Just Love Me. One thing, Nick, we actually feature his music here a lot because he is uh, – I listen to his music all the time. It's on one of my big playlists. <laughs> and uh, that's a compliment, Nick, because I, I, I only listen to the good stuff, man, and that's the good stuff. Okay, so go. uh, check out his new album coming out in nine days. Just hit NickC.com, N-I-K-S-E-A.com. And find out where you can get it, where it's coming out, and all that good stuff. Exactly. And if you are a musical artist who plays the good stuff, by all means, man, drop us a line. You can either uh, hit us up on Twitter, at EduTechGuys, or go to www.edutechguys.com. Scroll to the bottom of that page, leave your information, and uh, we'll get in touch with you. We would love to feature you on our show. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? We're a little goofy today. Uh, We're yeah. a little goofy every day. Well, you know. Hey, listen up. Um, you know what time it is? It's time for <gasps> my <laughs> favorite time. <of> the week. <laughs> it's my favorite time of the week. What time is it, David? It's Google App of the Week. <laughs> You're getting better at that. I'm getting there. I'll give you, give you props on that Thanks. one. That, that was not the good stuff. That was some good stuff. <laughs> hey, uh, last week, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Google Outlines, document outlines that were available in Google Docs. That was back in March like March of 22nd, that the Apple, uh, Apple that Google released that, which was the ability for you to find an outline. It would build outlines in your docs for you. So if you had large docs, you could scroll through it. Well, as of today, Google has released it for iOS. Sweet. So now inside iOS, you can find uh, the outline in your Google Docs, which is pretty cool. That's very cool. I, I will tell you, uh, I've been very impressed with uh, Google... Uh, Google's ability, I don't know if ability is the right word, but um, what I'm trying to say is they have they've, they try to take whatever they're doing in the browser and pulling it over to their mo- to various mobile devices. Um, and I'm, I'm very impressed with what they've done in terms of iOS because it's very well known Apple and Google do not necessarily play together well in the sandbox. Uh, but it's nice to see that, over the course of time, <laughs> things have have you know developed to such a way in, in such a manner that they can do things like this. So, Google now has uh, document outlines for your Google Docs on your iOS device, not just in the web browser. That's very very cool. We you know what that does. What that tells me is is that at least Google and Apple are in it for the kids. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, that's what they're in it for. Is that what they're in it for? <laughs> no. Well, they're they're not. They're not not in it for. Okay. Whatever whatever brings in the bacon. That makes me happy to say it. All right. So yeah, there's a Google app of the week. Check it out now. Document outline now available in the Google Docs app on your iOS device. Just take a look for your hashtag ETG chat or follow us at Edutech Guys, and uh, you can find a link to that. Yeah. Always remember, always that the remember. new stuff from from Google is at whatsnew.googleapps.com. Their calendar's out. You can check it out and find out what they've released and what they're going to release. To, if they have something that they know they're going to release pretty quickly, it will show up on whatsnew.googleapps.com. You can check months ahead and months behind. Find out if you missed anything, because Google releases stuff a lot. So you need to definitely check that out. Hey, you know what? It's uh, about time to do that other thing we do, and that's called Wrap It Up. <laughs> I had no idea where you were going. <laughs> I was like, what's the other thing we do? We wrap this thing up like oh, a Christmas present. Like a Christmas present with a bow and a <laughs> little ribbon. Hey, listen, it's been a great show today. Um, catch us next week when we have a special guest uh, who will be here on the show. Uh, he won't actually be here on the show, but uh, he'll be coming from <laughs> Rokenbach Education. He'll be uh, probably Skyping in. That's where yeah, most of our guests come in. Uh, it's the CEO and the executive director of Rokenbach Education to talk to us about their new uh, Kickstarter that's out there, uh, their new push for um, their robotics for students. And it is very, very cool. Very cool. And uh, we'll be talking with him next week. So be sure and check out uh, EduTech Guys next week. Yeah, absolutely. And if uh, you've uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, or you've missed some of our other shows in the past, by all means, you can check us out on iTunes. J- 
just uh, hunt down EduTech guys, and you can pull up our other shows. Or you can also go to uh, edutechguys.com and pull up our previous uh, show reel from there and check out our previous shows. Yeah, just hit the podcast page and you'll see everything we've done. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, it's been a great show. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. This is Ross Romano from The Authority here on the Bee Podcast Network. It's the show where I interview people who know what they're talking about, and no matter your role, we have some recent episodes you won't want to miss. I spoke with Mark Miller, international best-selling author and VP of High Performance Leadership at Chick-fil-A, about his brand new book, Culture Rules. Kate Everly Walker, CEO of Presence and author of The Good Boss, joined the show. And we've had conversations with Baruti Caffelli, Peter DeWitt, Julie Evans, and many more. Join us each week for ideas to address your current pain points, new perspectives from authors you admire, and fresh takes from up-and-coming voices. Subscribe to The Authority Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.